If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Your last Beckler and Shauna Pisscast for some time here, Shauna. You got like nine days off in a row. I was thinking about this. Ten? I think this is the longest I've ever had off in my full-time career. The longest consecutive? Consecutive. And it wasn't even supposed to be this way, but our work granted us a random day off next week. Yeah, out of nowhere. I didn't even know we had this until you told me I would have showed up to work next Friday. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So because of that, it lines up that I'm away straight for nine days. It's crazy. Huh. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a very relaxing time off. Uh, Yeah, it's... Action packed. I'm heading to, I'm doing like Christmas with Cliff in Banff for the next three days. And then Saturday, we drive back from Banff. I drive straight to the airport and I go see my parents in Vancouver until the 28th. You're not in Vancouver for Christmas, though. You're there to do uh, research for Vancouver Soft. Well, right? this is it. Exactly. Just happened to coincide with Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just falls into to that. Perfect. So yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, and then I'm back in town after that because, again, um, I booked my flights before I. Yeah, we had the day off, so I'm back in town for uh, New Year's. So it's going to be, uh, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. I, I think I work two days next week. Yeah, which is so also sweet. I'll yeah. drop in for a couple days. We'll do a little jawing. Yeah. A little Christmas yak. A little jaw off. And then a jaw off. more time off. Yeah. Uh, you will hear Sean, I think, briefly on tomorrow's show. Yeah. A couple segments that we prepared today for tomorrow's show. Uh, but other than that... Enjoy your days off, Shauna. Thank you. You guys have a fantastic Christmas, New Year's, and I'll miss y'all. Today on the show, we're going to talk about uh, adult hide-and-seek, the worst birthday to have. We'll talk a bit about the Mandela effect regarding Fruit of the Loom. You may have seen this one going around online. A company that exists that I don't think needs to exist. The most eccentric billionaires and more after you're out of context. Oh, that's cozy. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Recently on the show, I was telling you about this audio book I was listening to, and the author was talking about using the bathroom on a train in India. Yeah. And how there was no tank or plumbing or anything. It was just open to the tracks below. This was years ago. Which is insane. And I was curious if uh, train travel was still like that in India. Well, one of my best buds just got back from a trip to India with his partner and their, uh, I think he's one, their son. Ambitious trip when you have a baby that or I would a kid say that so. small. Yeah. A one-year-old. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And he said it was a lot going on that trip with I the kid. I can imagine, yeah. But he said, uh, having recently returned from India, I can confirm the toilet situation on the trains. His partner had a bad bum on our way to New Delhi. No. So she sent me to check out the bathroom situation because many of the public bathrooms had been horrific. I get in there and it's just a hole in the ground. No seat or anything. Dried and wet piss all over the floor. Oh, God. I pissed. And there was nothing to hold on to, so I'm just kind of swaying with the train. Well, that would be why it's full of piss, yeah. I had to go back and explain the situation to her, so she popped an emodium and thankfully made it to the hotel without incident. <sighs> Although, like, 
when I was in Japan, mm-hmm. I mean, they have the squatting toilets, right? right? I've and seen that those, is, yeah. it's a hole. That's it. It's just just a, a hole in the ground. It's a hole in the ground, and you go and you squat above this hole. That's that's all it is. So, geez, maybe we're spoiled here. Yeah, I mean, like it. The the thing is, for that, the hole does go not just into the abyss of, you know, the train tracks for people to splash. Okay. I think it goes into it goes the somewhere. ground somewhere. But it is, yeah. Uh, we used a few squatting toilets <laughs> when you were in Japan, which is so hilarious because it's either the most advanced toilets in the world when you're there, right? The right? ones the, that speak to you. Yeah, they sing you lullabies you and sit yeah. down and yeah, give you music so that nobody can hear your business. So it's either that. <laughs> Or just a hole in the ground. There's wow. no in between. So <laughs> we're just kind of a nice middle ground yes, here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a good balance here, and they're pretty consistent. I find the toilets that you should. I mean, you know, give or take. Of all the uh, places to have bad bum, oh, I, it man. sounds like maybe a train not, in India I, is the last good. place you'd want to be, just because oh, yeah, no. <laughs> tracks r- ripping by underneath you. Your bad bums just and you got nothing to hold on to. Oh my god! Gross. Apparently, even the bathrooms, I've never been to Europe, but apparently the bathrooms in Europe, like they find it odd that our toilets have so much water in them. Interesting. And the toilets do, our toilets do use a ton of water. We do, yeah. Um, we, we have a water main break in our house right now, so I'm having to fill the tanks with a bucket. Yeah. And it's, I'm amazed how much water goes into every flush. It's something to be conscious of, I guess. Yeah. Um, That's why there's now, but, I mean, lower efficient toilets for that exact reason. Yeah, but there's a problem with those too. And I don't know if they have this problem all over Europe, but when there's no water... You have to clean that toilet constantly. Uh, yeah. Because it just whatever you do in there just kind of like lays up on the side. It's true. It's got like a like a beached whale kind of up <laughs> on the side of the toilet, like a shipwreck. You have a, uh, you got a walrus like that. A walrus just, just staring up with a But that's why you're toilet. supposed to do the. It's high flush for those ones, and it's supposed to get that walrus out of there. But it's, it only fills to ones. a certain point, right? You need more in but, the toilet. The, the, what do you call it? Um, the flow is supposed to be higher enough that it gets that beach whale off the side. So I don't know what you're doing in there, but. Well, once it's laid up on the side, it's already made contact. Yeah, it's yeah, but like, there's supposed to, that's the point. The flow is supposed to still get it out of there. You have to center your ass is the problem. Yeah. So when my parents first got a high flush, like a high so efficiency flush. So you don't center flush, your ass? What do you do? You sit on one cheek? Or? No, but just depending on your, I don't know, your ergonomics. But when, Most when my, people can figure that out. When my parents work. first got there, like I first got a low flush toilet. Uh huh. Again, like it was dirty all the time, and my dad would go in to clean the bathroom, and you'd hear him yell, "Center your ass!" Like seriously, <laughs> move your ass into the middle, Nobody and then you're else good, man. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I'm not doing a also, drone strike. Also, wash up after yourself. You left a streak for your dad to find for later. Oh, a snail trail over there. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So James Dolan, who is the owner of Madison Square Gardens and the Knicks, and he's the multi-multi-billionaire, um, apparently he banned a couple more celebrities from courtside seats after a game recently. We were talking about him not that long ago on the yes. show and what a strange and petty man he is. So he is known famously now for doing this. He uses facial recognition software to ban people he doesn't like from his venues. Right. And if he uh, has any like rivals or enemies in the building, he knows where they are at all times. And, yeah. Yeah. He bans <laughs> attorneys who have tried to sue him. Mm hmm permanently like just bans them because he's like no you don't go in there and then fans he doesn't like or people who have said things negative about him he will like permanently ban him <laughs> and he uses facial recognition software to do this and as i was thinking about this i was like would he be the most insane billionaire 
Like there are a lot of really, we always talk and laugh about how you get to a certain point of richness uh, where you, you kind of just lose touch with reality, right? People get weird. Yeah. They get get, super weird. They get rich weird. You get rich weird. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know if anyone can top this guy. Like James Dolan has got to be up there and let's take out politicians because that's a little bit different, I think. But like, if we're just talking people who are kind of self-made, very rich people, well, he inherited the company from his dad. So okay, so maybe self-made, self-made is not the word, right word, but you know what I mean. He's a billionaire, yeah. Yes. Uh, like, I put Richard Branson in that he's a little bit crazy with his money, but he's not James Dolan crazy. Like, no. James Dolan's crazy is, is that's mean different. and weird, right? Like where he forces his employees to come to his band's shows. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, it's like he has no, he just doesn't care at all. Um, whereas Richard Branson just seems like he's having fun with yeah, it, you know? which I think is hilarious. That's just, again, a little weird, but in that way, you're like, that's good. Whereas, yeah, James Dolan's like, what are you doing, man? I mean, you're right. So many of those folks seem to get so weird. Like Elon Musk is a weird dude, obviously. That's another right? one that like, I was going to throw into the mix. Yeah. Partially lost his mind. Yeah. Um, Jack Dorsey, the former CEO of Twitter is also a very strange dude. Yeah. Right, he had thought about him. What did he, what did he do? He had like he sent like shavings of his beard to some rapper so that she could make an amulet for him to ward off evil spirits. All right, well and that's he, uh, that's teetering on the weirder. He's yeah. re- he's rumored to have been involved in like or the get where he gets like blood transfusions right. from younger people. The keep, vampire facials, as they call them, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so the, the the TV show Silicon Valley, yeah. sort of made fun of that because there's a billionaire on that show, a character. Right. Who has a blood boy? He has like a young, a young healthy boy that he gets blood from, <laughs> for transfusions. So I think if you're like getting spoofed like that, yeah. Okay, I mean, maybe Howard, he, he Howard beats Hughes out. is the archetypal one, right? Because Howard Hughes got super weird, and The Simpsons kind of poked fun at at him with uh, he just when Mr. A Burns full out recluse, right? Yeah, yeah Mr. Yeah. Burns owned the casino, and he was like right. obsessed with germs and <laughs> building a wooden airplane and stuff. Man, so I just want to get blood boy rich. Okay, yeah. that's all I want. I want to get rich enough that I, I think it's good to have a blood boy. It'd be fun to be rich, rich, weird, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah, maybe not to the level of like evil, like James Dolan. Yeah, that's a little too far. I don't, don't want to get involved in like force beard my employees. Yeah, that's weird too. Blood and that. Although beard shavings, do weird stuff though. Yeah, <laughs> just things that people are like. What did you just do? Oh, he's yeah. very wealthy and weird. Mm. Oh, okay, that weird wealthy. and Shauna podcast. This video came down my feed yesterday. There's a group out camping. Yep. And uh, one guy was showing off what he calls the Saskatchewan seat warmer. Okay. It's actually pretty clever. So underneath each camping chair, he's placed a metal dog dish, and then he fills the dish with red hot coals from the fire. That makes perfect so that sense. You're getting heated I never, underneath. That's genius. It is, isn't it? Because when you're sitting by a fire, yep. I mean, your legs usually are too hot. Yep. Your face is all right, mm-hmm. but then it's the back and bottom of you that get cold too quickly, unless you got some sort of big blanket wrapped around you. So, so you take a metal bowl, you put coals in it. Yeah, and it radiates the heat upwards, and it warms you, warms your undercarriage there. I'm gonna say it'll keep your so, bundt cake nice and warm. That's right. That's, that's right. Genius. Uh, I got to play the video for you though, because in the as he as he's like setting this up around the campfire, you can just hear Saskatchewan noises. People oh, good. just making Saskatchewan Perfect. noises. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh. 
<laughs> oh my! And you put a blanket around. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's cozy. <laughs> so many, so many Canadian accents oh, there. Oh my God! That's oh. phenomenal. Oh look, oh, look at you. Oh, oh that's, that's cozy. Look at that. that's, oh, I thought when you said Saskatchewan oh, noise, it was going to be a bunch of people making out with each other of their cousins and stuff. Yeah, there might be some cousin loving going cousins. on in the tent for all we some know, cousins. but just. Just mm, yeah. two cousins. Oh. 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 oh, oh, oh my! And you put a blanket around. Smile, Ash. Wow. Oh, Frigbot, that's warm. Oh, I, oh, that's cozy. Oh, oh I've seen that on. <laughs> Oh, I've seen, seen that, that on, on the TV. Instagram there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was just reading about this new underwear company in Canada that recycles your panties. Is there a need for that? Um, well, I guess they're uh, environmentally conscious and know that there really is nowhere to take your old gitch and that most of it winds up in the landfill, as obviously thrift stores won't take it. Right. You and can't sell used panties. Nobody well, wants used gitch. Okay, let's be honest. You well, okay. You can. You're right. Uh, A select few people really want them. Uh, yeah, very... <laughs> Very select, and they probably would prefer to be anonymous, to be honest. Uh, so, uh, but they have this no program. So it's this kit that you can purchase for $18 called the Top Drawer Detox Kit and includes a prepaid return mailer made of recycled plastics and stuff. And then you, you take your panties. Check your panties. Check them. And you put them into this thing and then you send them back to them. And it costs 18 bucks? 18 bucks. Is anybody going to pay 18 bucks to recycle their panties? Like, does anyone care that much? Check know. your panties. Check them. Honestly, you need to check them. But I I get the idea of this. And I was thinking, I was like, if this is a $18 for all of your used panties, like, then maybe a little bit different. Like, if you've been hoarding them, if you have just like a drawer that's just full of old Which is panties. just weird. Check your panties. Oh, you just don't want to. Are we certain that this isn't like a front for a business run by perverts? Where they're like, yeah, we'll recycle them. We'll recycle them. Uh, we, I guess you'd need proof, hey? What like, do, they do they do with them? They do have a penny recycling facility. Is that <laughs> like, it would be nice to go and have a little tour, but like, okay, this is where they do all the stuff to the panties. Uh, apparently they make it into um, just different like fillers and stuff that you can use, like couch filling and that kind of stuff. Mm. Which also I was like, I don't know if mm. I'd want to know that. Like when you... This couch is made from 100%, 100% recycled, recycled panties. Check your panties. Check them. Yeah. I don't know if I... Yeah, the more you Jeez. think about it, you're like, I don't know, man. Like, somebody's squishmallow has touched this, and now it's in my couch, and I'm buying it new, and... If someone pitched me this idea for a business, I'd be like, you're crazy. Yeah. You're going to operate, what, the largest panty recycler in the... That's your dream? Again, I'd love to see what the facility looks like. Yeah, just, just like, panties flying in there and just don't, 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 don't. Like I can't picture this. Pair, just each pair rattier and dirtier than the last. Giant window <gasps> and they're all flying around in there. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Geez. Come see this horror show. Oh, this is just, oh my god! Out. What's going on? With ah, murder them! I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be like you to just incinerate those. Okay. Check your panties. Yeah. The poor workers sitting out at the loading dock on break having a cigarette with a thousand yard stare. I've seen some things. Oh man. I've seen some panties. Check yeah. your panties. Oh my Burnout God. rate is very high in this job. You just. 
You start having nightmares about used panties. It's only people who are just freshly out of jail, and then they go there, and they work there for a week, and then they move on. Two weeks, get it on the resume. Oh, my God. Check them. Check your panties. Check your panties. Podcast. Got a message from a friend of the show uh, yesterday, and I'll leave him anonymous just for the sake of this, but in the past, you and I have talked about the trouble that you had with special assessments at your old condo. Yeah. Part of the reason you ended up selling, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because you kept getting dinged with these... Big bills for special assessments with three separate times, I think. Yeah. And one was like 20 grand all oh. in one go. And it's just like, here, give us $20,000 in three months. And after a few of those, you're like, um, I can't. I don't. Yeah, I'm out. So I didn't realize this, but did you know that you can get hit with a special assessment even if you own a single family detached home? I didn't. I didn't either. I thought this special assessments was were just condo with condos, thing. townhouses. Yeah. No. So this friend said... Uh, someone on the opposite side of our alley petitioned to have the city pave it. We voted no, along with most of the people on my street, as we all have driveways. The people who we back onto all have townhomes. Just got a letter from the city outlining the costs, and we are to pay $400 a year for 15 years, plus interest. Meanwhile, those across the alley are paying $200. So... Because oh, they have, that would rattle your chain. Yeah, because they have front drive. Oh my God, homes they don't yeah. use the alley, mm-hmm. but the people on the other side do. Probably outnumber the people with the with the driveways. And if it's based on like with condos, it's based on the size of your condo, how much you have to pay. Right. Something like oh, so greasy. So here oh, they are that would stuck paying me. twice as much for a paved alley that they, they didn't even want. want. Yeah. It's a tough one. Oh, that's tough. That's a tough one. I mean, in a community, if you get voted down, it's yep. kind of the way she goes, but uh, I'd be chapped too, I think. Yeah, you'd have a real chapped ass after that. It's funny because my parents have a boat access only cabin, mm-hmm. and there were some people who were putting forth maybe putting a road in, and no one wanted it, and luckily it did get voted down enough that they didn't get the road in, but it would have been the same thing. They would have all had to pay uh, into that road. And it probably would have really changed. Yep. And that was the point is it's like, no, no, we want to escape from the city. They live outside of Toronto. Toronto's insane. So they don't want that. (laughs) They're like, no, no, no road. So luckily that got voted down. But down a few years from now, we're like, it might eventually get put in. Right. I mean, it's bad enough to be on the losing side of a vote like that. You chapped and then you have to pay for it. And then you have to pay twice as much as the people who wanted it. (sighs) Uh, what it's, does that work out to? What's $400 times 15? Oh, man. It's like... With, uh, well, six grand plus interest over the course of 15 years. But yeah, if they don't use the alley, they could probably have thought of other places to spend six grand. Well, I jokingly, because one of the things that I had to pay for was a new elevator. Mm-hmm. And I was on the second floor. So using those stairs was fine for me. I was like, and my place was right <laughs> by the stairs. In fact, more convenient than the elevator. At one point, I'm like, uh, can I please opt out of using the elevator, please? What about the first floor units? Did they have to pay for the elevator? Uh, there is no first floor. It was like kind oh, of up. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yes, they have to pay in. Uh, everybody does, of course. But for me, I was kind of like, can I just <laughs> n- not? And then I have one of the bigger units, so I did. I had to pay more than the people on the eighth floor who obviously truly needed it, but... You think it should be charged based on how long you spend in the elevator? Right? Yeah, I'm like, no, no, I uh, I use it more l- or less time, so it means the chances of it getting broken while I'm in it are less, right? So I should obviously pay less. I'll pay two-eighths of yes. the cost of everyone else. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Have you heard of the Fruit of the Loom logo controversy, Beckler? Yeah. 
So it's the Mandela effect? Mandela effect of the logo. And a lot of people, a Mandela effect, for those who don't know, it's basically a collective misremembering of something. Yes. So a bunch of people misremember. And it's named that because there are people who are convinced that Nelson Mandela died before yes. he did. And lots of people were like, I thought he was dead. Yeah. Now he's still alive. <laughs> so that's where this comes from. So basically, a lot of people remember the original Fruit of the Loom logo having a variety of fruits inside of a cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Me included. When yeah, look, me too. I, that is what I totally remember. Uh, the company, though, has flat out said that it never has had that logo. So it, they said it had the fruits, but not in this cornucopia. Here's the thing. People are not convinced and are continuing to dig deeper and deeper. And a couple of people have found a couple shirts that appear to actually have the Fruit of the Loom logo with the cornucopia. Yeah, and the company is like straight out denying it. They are. They. I was tagged in a video on TikTok yesterday by a friend of the show, Nicholas, where a guy is going into this. And he said on the, on the, on the company's website, they have their history of their logos yes. laid out and none of them have the cornucopia. Nope. But nope. then people are pointing to garments that they own and saying, well, look, like there's the cornucopia right there. So I think what's happening here is that the company themselves started this controversy. They're the ones who kind of seeped in, oh, maybe, you know, don't you guys remember that it had the cornucopia logo? And it actually did back then. But they're the ones who are now flat out denying it just to get everybody to continually talk about it and be like, oh my God, but no, I swear that the logo actually did have the cornucopia. And I think that they're trolling. A large-scale gaslighting? I think they're full out just saying, no, 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 oh, we never had that, just because the more they deny that, the more all of us are like, hold on a second. No, it definitely did. And of course, it's free advertising for them. Right, because we all get to know these very famous examples of the Mandela effect. The Berenstein Bears is the biggest one, right? The big one, yeah. So if they can you know, become synonymous with that. It's free advertising, isn't it? And what gets you more fired up as a human than thinking you're, or saying you're, or or being told you're wrong Mm -hmm. about something, right? When you know you're right? Yes. (laughs) It hurts so much. And it it does. It makes you all go nut bar. And then everybody (laughs) digs deeper. And this just continually means free advertising for Fruit of the Loom. The video that Nicholas tagged me in, the guy who was talking had a darker theory. Oh. And he thought that there are attempts at the Mandela effect to, like I said, to gaslight the general public, almost like a test to see what they can get away with. Oh, that's terrifying. And then, you know, can, and I say they, this like ominous they, this, but can they go back and actually change parts of history then? Can they convince us that things that were certain happened didn't really happen? It's funny though, because we are susceptible to that. I, I, I've seen examples. I've argued with people about things that happened. They're like, no, it didn't. I'm like, it did. Here's an example. Here's an article about it. And people will still deny it in the face of like hard evidence. This happened a lot when I was arguing with people during COVID. Uh, Interesting. I'll be like, do you remember when this happened? They're like, that didn't happen. I'm like, look. Well, it did. And they're like, no. It's right here. I just was thinking like, if this is the case where Fruit of the Loom is doing this intentionally and they actually did have that logo and they're just flat out denying it. I'm like, that is genius on their part because people talk about it. But also now anytime a Bandella effect thing comes up like this, it it could be just a company doing it themselves, planting mm-hmm. it themselves so that they can get all the free advertising that comes along with it. If they're like coaxing it along. Yeah. The Berenstein Bears example, for those who aren't aware, we collectively remember it being the Berenstein Bears. But if you go back and look at the books, it's the Baron Stain Bears with an A. S-T-A-I-N. And I've looked at the books that I owned as a kid, and it's Stain. So that one... So weird. That one is different. Mm -hmm. But this Fruit of the Loop example... You never know. You never know. Genius. It's 
twisted. Scary. It's real twisted. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So now that the Shohei Otani sweepstakes are over, the baseball world has turned their attention to the next most exciting free agent, Yoshinubo Yamamoto. Which so, is so funny because, yeah, I've, I briefly heard of him, but then, yeah, during Shohei's stuff, I was like, oh, we'll deal with him later. Shohei sucked up most of the uh, media sure attention. Did. But yeah. this Yamamoto, so he's a 25-year-old pitcher from Japan. He's coming to the MLB next season. Uh, I've seen him referred to as maybe the best Japanese pitcher ever. Holy. I don't know if that includes Shohei or not. No. But he's expected to sign a deal worth more than $300 million here. And there, are, there are about six teams in the running for him, including your Blue Jays and my Red Sox, reportedly. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of our teams are the front runners. No. But it's nice to have their names thrown around in there. It's always nice to dream. I saw this clip yesterday of Yamamoto throwing in the bullpen during a training session and the sound, Shauna. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this Listen. is porn. Oh, my. That's his arm. Holy. And then there's the smack of the glove. Oh, that is. Is that something? Oh, wow. <laughs> He's, I'm going to need a minute over here. He throws so hard. Like, his arm looks like it's going to fly off. Oh, my I don't know God. if that's good for his uh, long-term health. Yeah. But just the sound, like that is the man's arm making that sound. <laughs> Listen to that. That sounds like a cartoon. That sounds like it was added after. Unreal. Buck and Pat would... They would need a moment, oh wouldn't they? Oh my God, that's tickling oh, my pee pee a little bit. Oh, listen to that. Oh, oh. Sweet Jesus. My pee pee is tickled. I'm gonna... Oh. Do you, have a... <laughs> Do you have a binder over... <laughs> Over there, I need to, I need to hide something. Remembering, I promise to forget you now. But it's raining. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was laughing with my boyfriend Cliff yesterday because when I went to see him a couple weeks ago, I uh, I hid in the shower at one point to scare the bejesus out of him. <laughs> and uh, Did you get him with a boo. Yeah, <laughs> a little boo, like just like you. I should recall. Jeez, oh, it's been a while since we've heard that. Um, but it was it was hilarious because as I was hiding. It was such a thrill. The excitement of hide-and-go-seek when you're a kid, it was just an amazing feeling. You know what I mean? Like, that idea of you're hiding in the dark and you're, like, your adrenaline's pumping and it's a little bit scary because, of course, it's dark. And then you hear the footsteps of the person that's trying to come and find you. And then you're like, <gasps> and you try not to breathe. Yep. And then they might pass you and you're like, we're good for now. But that whole thrill, I was like, that is a feeling that I think we need more of around. Okay, Especially when it's low stakes. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not going to... You're not actually in danger. That's just it. You get to like, you know, make belief danger like that. Like a prey animal. But but it still gets your heart pumping and still gets your adrenaline going. But yes, without the actual imminent danger of maybe dying. Like a friend of mine, his family fled fled Iraq in the early 90s. Yeah, that's different. To come to Canada. And I think they hid in garbage cans. It's like the guards were patrolling outside. Yeah, So that wouldn't be a fun version of hide and seek. No, no. That would be just terrifying. I mean, like the the kids version, like the play version of it. Yeah, But it's that same feeling, right? Just without the consequences. I get it. And I was just like, I think that we should do this more as adults is play little games of hide and seek have a couple drinks and play hide and seek why not i mean i get to play hide and seek with my kids oh yeah you do i don't have children to play hide and go seek with but i think that grown adults would have fun with a little game of that too i'm going to suggest it 
maybe this holiday. So I'm going to be like, let's play just a quick game of hide and seek. Especially if you had like the type of facility yeah. where you could, you or have like lots a of really big spots. house, right? Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. I'm not great at hide and seek. Oh. Uh, too big. Hmm. I don't fit a lot of places. Makes sense. Oh, I get crafty. I can fit into little <laughs> little spaces for sure. I'll crawl under things. People will be like, how'd you even get there? <laughs> the and Shauna Podcast. A friend uh, shared this post about the worst birthday to have. Okay. And they nailed down a specific date. Because we're definitely in the period of bad birthdays we right sure now. Are. If your period yeah. if your birthday was last week or over the next couple of weeks, it's not the best time to have a birthday. Definitely not, no. Um what 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 would you guess would, would be the the worst birthday? Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Originally, I would say Christmas Day, but then I was thinking, I was like, well, Christmas Eve is worse because most people still have to work. Mm-hmm. And then you have That's to. That's not a stat or anything. It's right? not a stat. So, and then you have to get to your destination. So if you're going to see family and stuff, you, that's even further away from when you're actually going to be able to see your friends because your friends are going to be traveling then, then they're spending Christmas day with them, maybe boxing day and on. So it's even worse than like at Christmas day, at least you have the day off. True. Although I suppose on Christmas day, everything's closed. Yeah. I mean, you could spend your birthday with your family. You could. If my grandpa's birthday was December 24th and we'd often be around to see right. him on his birthday then, right? So yeah, you'd hope that you like your family enough yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, I would, so this this post at least claimed that the worst birthday to have is January 3rd. January 3rd. Oh, Because according to them, everyone is burnt out, broke, yep. and or sober. That's very true. January 3rd, because the holidays are behind you, New Year's is behind That's you. The saddest nobody, day of the year, yeah. Nobody wants to go out and do anything. True. Nobody has any money. Yeah. A lot You're of right. people are not drinking that month. They're yep. sworn off drinking forever, so they're not going to come out and party mm. with you. Yeah. January 3rd. That this makes post said sense. if your birthday is January 3rd, you should just pick a date in July and call that your birthday. It's true. Because Do it's the not half fair. birthday thing instead. That's gross. Yeah, we won't celebrate the real birthday. We'll celebrate the half birthday. Yeah, that's better. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Got a message from someone said the bad bad birthday. My son's birthday is August 29th, so a couple days before you go back to school. That one also really sucks. <sighs> that's not great. No. Although maybe you want it. it's the last hurrah, maybe. It's your summer send off. Yeah. Maybe friends are like back in town at that point from right? the summer and yeah, ready to hang out. So that could be okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Definitely better than this one. In front of the show, Sherry, I have some relatives that are twins born on Christmas Day. Oh. So you not only have a bad birthday, but then you have to share it. You share your you birthday with... You don't even with... get it all in your own glory? You have to share it with someone else? It's already one of the worst birthdays on the calendar. Your shitty twin and you have to share, <laughs> you share it with your twin. Justin Trudeau was born on Christmas Day. He's a Christmas baby. Well, he is the second coming of Jesus, Beckler, so... Interesting. <laughs> Interesting statement. <laughs> sarcasm. As we do wind down the podcast for the year here, another year of the Beckler and Sean of Pisscast, reflecting on the year gone by. Yeah. Uh, big thank you to Shane Holmes, the sponsor of this podcast. Yes. The, the, the people who make it available to you for free basically right Mm -hmm. so we really appreciate their support throughout the year we do and we'll check in with them in the new year and see what exciting things they're cooking up learn more about them at shanehomes.com shane holmes the better way to build the beckler and shauna podcast a calgary heritage moment 
Calgary's restaurant scene is full of incredible and even world-renowned restaurants, and it's continually growing. It's also unique in that you can find quite a bit of Calgary history within the names of some of our best restaurants. Consider the restaurant on First Street downtown, known as Ten Foot Henry. Right off the bat, Ten Foot Henry seems like an odd choice for the name of Fine Diner, but it's paying homage to a well-known figure in the Calgary arts scene. Ten Foot Henry is a character from an American comic strip created by Carl Anderson back in 1932. The co-founder of One Yellow Rabbit Performance Theatre here in Calgary, which is the collective that puts on the popular high-performance rodeo every year, among other events, liked this character so much that he commissioned a ten-foot plywood figure to be built of him. He displayed this massive cutout in his backyard with interchangeable speech bubbles. This created quite a buzz among the community and around the city, so much so that it inspired a club to be named after him, Ten Foot Henry, a small community nightclub and performance art space that existed in the 80s. When that club closed, the plywood cutout of Ten Foot Henry was moved to the Night Gallery, a club on First Street Southwest that existed for 19 years. After that, he could be seen outside the Big Secret Theatre in Arts Common. From there, two Calgarians decided they wanted to open a new restaurant in the very same building that Ten Foot Henry called home for 19 years. When they purchased the space and learned the history of the building and of Henry, they were so inspired they chose to name their restaurant after the famous plywood comma character. They now have him back in the space where he resided so many years before. And this fictional character from a 1930s comic strip lives on in an award-winning restaurant that often makes the top 10 lists for best restaurants in the entire country. This has been a Calgary Heritage moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.